is up everybody welcome to brandon's face it's the podcast about a playlist i'm jonathan beardsley and i am brandon may any music news you want to talk about before we dive into the playlist this week taylor swift has declined the super bowl Ooh, that's official that is official from my understanding what's your take on that you surprised not at all it doesn't pay it pays an exposure, Brandon, which I, I, many an <laughs> entrepreneur will tell you is more valuable. I think uh, if anybody does not need exposure, it is Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you pay. <laughs> yeah, right. So For all of the production costs, which the expectation for her show would be enormous. Yeah. Yeah, I would uh, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think the majority of the NFL fans are also okay with that, so... Yeah, I think so. Do you think, I know you're not into sports ball at all, but like what artist of that caliber do you think they'll go to next? Like gotta, who's left to do it? It's got to be Maroon 5. I'm just kidding. Number one, oh, they just God. did it. But, Walks into ocean. Um, honestly, honestly, I don't, they're obviously not at that caliber, but I think that the renewed. King Gizzard. I think that the <laughs> renewed, imagine. <laughs> just melt the faces on nobody would care about the game afterwards um the renewed uh the renewed what, what am i what, what word am i looking for uh i think paramore would be a fun time um, oh my I think, god i think they have i think they have some sort of name recognition in the mainstream um although it's not nearly as huge as taylor swift but i think they'd be a fun time the fact that they went the fact that i went from seeing them and like 300 person small bars to you floating hypotheticals of them performing at halftime at the Super Bowl is insane man like what a ride <laughs> that's it's crazy I would love to see them get that spot man I, I I don't think they will I don't think that they have a broad enough appeal to everybody like I, I think a lot of people watching would be surprised at how much of their music they know whether they they know it by name or not, right. but I think I think this is why we see so many legendary acts like J Lo and such. But it's up in the air, man. I have absolutely no guesses off the top of my head who it could be this year. Gorillas, um, Billie maybe? Eilish. Okay, see that was where my head went, but then I was like, does that cross over? Would she even want to work with the NFL? And I think much like Taylor Swift, probably not. Right. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, we'll see. They're going to get Metallica. We'll see. God, no. <laughs> Lars Double Basin. Whoa, what do you mean? He doesn't do that. <laughs> uh, Taylor also announced her version of 1989. Are you excited for that? Is that one of her records that you enjoy? Yes, that is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it might be my favorite of hers. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. You may, is this a possible you might pick up the vinyl for it? Uh, probably not. We already have the, uh, the stolen version of 1989. So I doubt, sure. I, I don't need two copies of it. You know, the fuck is the stolen version? <laughs> the, 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 the original one. Okay. Okay. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Right. I was thinking it was like an Italian knockoff. Cause I have bought some vinyls thinking they're official to <laughs> soon find out they're Italian knockoffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big problem in the industry all right anything else that's it my man all right let's begin first up this week we have a new one from Le youth and lane eight featuring jill on vocals 
called I Will Leave a Light On. I have been hoping that they would finally collab together. And it's happened, man. I think it's excellent. Very reminiscent of old Armin, like circa 2009. Thank you. I would say. Yeah, um, I dug this one. What about you? I definitely also got trance vibes from it. Um, It's extremely euphoric. I love how it builds, and both Lay Youth and Lane 8 just absolutely killed this one, man. Hard agree. Uh, Got a new one from Fred again and Obanjire called Adore You. I thought this one was fine. It sounds like most of his actual life stuff. I've seen some people online raving about this one, though. Did it hit you like that? Uh, the vocals are very unique. I'm, oh, 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 I'm not going to try, uh, but yeah. this is this is definitely more of the same from Fred. Um, it's it's weird how culty his following got. Like it started with like real Bizarre, energy, man. and it, it's funny that we've kind of cataloged his his rise to stardom on our podcast ever since. Yeah, like before his boiler room, and then all of a sudden that happened, and then all of a sudden he's surprise headlining Coachella with Skrillex and Fortet, and it's 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 been a meteoric rise. Um, so it's it's interesting. I think I think a lot of his fan base have, has become pretty culty. But uh, this is this is the same. It's the same Fred again. It's not bad. It's good. Oh, in fact. you called it on the podcast when he got the Coachella spot that year. You were like, <laughs> this dude's about to blow up. And it was when we reviewed the song, I think, Admit It. Yep. And sure enough, <laughs> you were right, man. Became the biggest, one of the biggest artists easily of the last few years. Oh, for sure. Um, Easy. Have you seen any of his Glastonbury set? No. Is it good? It's ridiculous, man. I think they posted one official video and it's his last song or two. And just the way like everybody sings along is overwhelmingly beautiful. It's it's really cool. Oh, oh, for sure. He's 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 most definitely massive. He's got 13 million monthly listeners on Spotify right now. That's got to be close to cracking the top 500. Um, I mean, he's he's. He's huge. He's huge. Good yeah, for him. Yes. We'll throw the uh the video to that in the show notes so you can check it out. Yes. Um all right, moving on, we got one from Lost Desert Pleasant Jr. called Can't Stop. You a fan of this one? So, um I threw this on cuz I thought it was really fucking cool, man. It's kind of weird though, but I did enjoy it. This is like this is like the early morning at a side stage at a tiny festival sort of vibe, you know? It also answers the question, what if Rainforest Cafe was a nightclub? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, I thought this one was good. You know, I'm into some good animal sound and nature sound sampling. I think we bonded over Predator by Crispy way back <laughs> yeah. when. Uh, this, is, this is much different than that, but enjoyable all the same. Nice. Uh, got a new one from Felgut, who... I think we saw the same night yeah, at the, the same show. <laughs> uh, this is their his new track. I can feel it. You digging it? Yeah, man. I think this is a banger. Released on Spinning, uh, which I haven't heard yep. much of uh, since 2014. So you can tell by the giant S. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, indeed. man. You gotta gotta love Phil Guck still bringing the party 15 fucking years later. Love it. Right. Uh, got a new one from Guy J called Lost and Found. I wish this one progressed more or was a little bit faster, but I thought it was still a good track. 
How are you feeling about it? It is melodic and beautiful. Um, there is an AM mix uh, that I did not throw on here. I probably should have thrown them both on here. I liked this one. Um, it, like, like you said, I think it's like a weird BPM. It might be like 122 or something like that. That's just me guessing. Mm-hmm. I think if it was at like 125, it might have done something more to me, you know? Yeah, it feels just a little bit slow and off, but it's a decent one. Yeah. All right, we got a new one from Olivia Rodrigo, the next one in this album cycle. It's called Bad Idea, right? I thought this one was a great song, even if her label is doing the exact same fucking thing they did last time. Lead with the power ballad, follow it up with the pop rock track. (laughs) It's a little lazy, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. I enjoyed this one. What about you? Tell me you're a wet leg fan without telling me, Olivia. Um, I, I knew it sounded like a band that I was this met This does not on, sound that much like wet It leg. totally does, man. My wife no, called it. it. Absolutely, bro. Go, not go, that go, much. Dude, go listen to that, man. It's, it, it's, I don't know, man. Olivia has very obvious influences, and she uses that in her music. Yes. And I'm not going to go ahead and say that it's derivative, but I think it's getting close to it. She even, like... Has to credit artists after the fact on her last album, right? Um, I, I was kind of getting, I was kind of hoping we were going to get more stuff like Driver's License because uh, I, th- I think that's, I think that's one of her best songs. But we'll see. I'm, I'm still. You don't think Vampire was like Driver's License, though? You don't think following up it was. with another power ballad would have been? Like I said, I'm not. I don't love this this rollout. It's exactly <laughs> the same. I would have loved it if they flipped this. If anything, I think. But, uh, I think we got to wait for the album, man. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna yeah. be uh, very talked about, and uh, we're most definitely gonna talk about it. So. Oh, we are, and it's a mercifully <laughs> short wait. September eighth, pretty pretty soon. Nice. All right, got a new one from Miguel and Little Yachty, man. I would have enjoyed this one a lot more without Yachty on it, but <laughs> thought it was still good. I can't get into him. I've seen a lot of people digging this one online. I, I I don't know, man. I like Miguel on it. It's not my favorite of his by any means, but whenever Yachty comes on, it's just not my thing. What about you? I, I actually didn't mind Yachty's contribution as much as I typically do. Um, this is the first time we've heard from Miguel in a long time, though, no? Uh, we reviewed a track of his earlier this year called Give It To Me, but even that was like kind of few and far between. No, nobody knows what he's really up to in terms of an album. Yeah, man, the, the, the song is catchy. That'll give him. Did you ever go and check out that little Yachty album outside of our podcast? Oh, no, it's still on my listen to next, but I honestly haven't cared enough. So I was at a bar like a week or two ago and they were playing that on vinyl. It's it's not bad, but it's also not good. <laughs> it's uh, like it's psych best... rock for people who don't like psych rock. Yeah, like from the little bit I heard, all of the best parts of it are where he's surrendering the vocals to other people, but it's happening on his album. I don't know. It's kind of weird. We'll dive into it one day, probably. Yeah, we should. Uh, Got a new one from Tone Stiff called I Need You, man. I think after the somewhat disappointing track Bed last year, he released two great follow-ups. Um his voice is still excellent, but his melodies and instincts are just getting better with every track. I love the instrumental on this one. That bass line is sick. I'm pretty sure he played it himself on this one. Oh, tight. 
I'm I'm a big fan of this one, man. I really dug it. What about you? It's a little slower than I usually like from Mr. Stiff, but uh, he still does it, man. Like uh, like you said, the baseline is is out of control. Yeah, that baseline really ties the room together. <laughs> All right, got a new one from Metric. Nothing is perfect. How you feeling about the next entry in this album rollout? You know, I don't think Metric thrives in an acoustic environment. Uh, this wasn't bad, um, and I'm still very interested for the album, but. Uh, not my favorite from them. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you, man. It's a little bit slow, especially for a single. Yeah. Got a new one from Courtney Barnett and Chastity Belt called Different Now. No notes on this one other than I enjoyed it. It's a good song. What about you? Yeah, man. Jangly and synthy, kind of like goth babe, but with Courtney and Courtney on the vocals, it just, it, it, it it's really neat, man. I really like this one. God, I love jangly. It's one of my favorite descriptive words. It's a good good word, man. It's a great fucking word. Um, All right, got a new one from Neck Deep called Take Me With You. This one is catchy as shit. They need to do whatever the fuck they need. They need to contact everyone possible to get Tom DeLonge on the remix of this (laughs) song. If it doesn't happen, it's an absolute fucking crime. But I really dug this one. Did you? Is this one of the few Neck Deep songs you actually enjoyed? You and I are such on the same wavelength here, man. Uh, My notes are, uh, this has to just be like an elaborate apology to Tom DeLonge, right? I think we all owe him (laughs) an apology. Um, I still don't know what it is, but Neck Deep... Still has yet to connect with me. It could be his voice. I love other bands with voices like this, but I, I don't know. I think it's uh, there's something it's a little nasally. I get it. But, but I'm a it. huge fan of no of Newfound Glory, so I, I don't I don't really I can't really say I don't like nasally voices. Maybe it's just this dude's voice. I don't know. It's a catchy song though. Like you said, it's a good it's it's good music. I just I, it doesn't doesn't connect with me like it does with uh, yeah. a lot of other people because they're a pretty popular pop punk band. I think that's fair. It's not a hill I'm willing to die on. Uh, (laughs) Let's see here. Got a new one from Say Anything called Are You In There? This one's a lot. Give me your thoughts on it. (laughs) I thought this guy quit music. Uh, It's No. It's a a good song. Edgy jokes with apathy um, is something that uh, Say Anything does very well. Um, Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. I thought I liked certain parts of this one. It's just a disjointed track, especially compared to the last one they dropped. I felt like a little more time in the oven. This one could have been pretty good. I agree. Um, I'll I'll agree to that one. Got a new one from Arrow Mines called Europe. I thought this one was a good song. Really like that groovy part in the middle. These guys are starting to grow on me. What about you? That's yes. So a couple weeks ago, we reviewed their collab with Evergreen Terrace, and they would have never come on my radar without that collaboration. Uh, I've been like, like you said, it's it's kind of growing. It's a it's an interesting kind of different style, but I, I I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, same, same. Uh, all right, talk to me about this next one you threw on here from Dead Me called Empty Now. So. I don't know if you recognized any of these vocals, but this is members of Norma Jean and Still Remains. I don't know if you remember that band. I definitely Um, did not recognize that. No. I guess this is their first song ever. Um, I can see with a little bit more production, this will be an interesting project to say the to say the least. Um, I it actually had me. (laughs) I heard these vocals and I was like, man. Uh, of love and lunacy was a great album and it actually had me going back to it a little bit so that 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 was fun 
I had a I had a I had a pirated burn CD of that album that I kept with me in my of CD course case, you, did. you know? Yeah. Back back yep. in back in what is it, oh five, oh six or something like that. It's a super branded move. Uh yeah, the this one reminded me of old Godsmack. Oh. Um yeah, I don't know, like heavy alternative, little industrial and goth in there. I liked it. It was different. It, it was is very different. different. It is different. I think this will be an interesting project to follow. Yeah, I agree. Um, got a new one from Shark Swimmer and Jeff Rickley called Demolition of a Childhood Home. What are your thoughts on this one? This is that adjacent stuff I was talking to you about a couple weeks ago. Man, it's got punk. It's got post-hardcore. It's got this grunge feel to it. I like this one a lot. Yeah, it's really like, like you said, man, grungy post-hardcore. It's a really good hybrid of all those genres. Plus, Jeff Rickley's on it. Sign me up, man. Really <laughs> good shit. Uh, got a new one from What Lies Below called Misguided Light. How you feeling about it? Well, this song like has its moments, but overall, like I'm, I'm, I'm not like a giant fan of this track. The auto tune put in the middle, man. It's like the rock world agreed for decades to not totally vocoder over their voices and then all of a sudden they think they need to grab gen z or something like that maybe i'm wrong maybe it's the kids that are right and i'm the one that's wrong but i, I doubt that maybe um i think the clean parts of the song are like too clean D does that make sense yes uh other than that the song the song was good good breakdown couple of couple of there's like two or three riffs in here yeah, it kind of ripped. It was it was heavy. It was catchy. Yeah. I thought it was for the most part it was good. I I have the same note though about the auto tune stuff. Pretty unnecessary. I I, I just don't understand it, man. Maybe I'm just old. <laughs> I think both things can be true. Um, <laughs> all right, we got Neat. Uh, one more single this week. It's a new one from Cannibal Corpse called "Summoned for Sacrifice." It's Cannibal Corpse being Cannibal Corpse. Heavy riffs, blast beats, tons of guttural low vocals, little solo in there. It's it's good shit. What do you think about it? Absolute death metal party banger. I cannot wait for this album. You already pre-ordered it, didn't you? Of course I did. Yes, of course you did. <laughs> um, I just actually finished watching their documentary from a few years ago called Centuries of Torment. I had started it, and I might have mentioned that I did a, a few episodes back, but um, I finished it. And you know what, man? It's a great documentary, dude. It actually it kind of puts their whole uh, – you know, I, I already knew their story, but it kind of puts it all into like the, from the perspective of the band rather than editorials kind of going over their story. And I think it was neat to, to hear, you know, Chris Barnes talk about his time in the band and uh how absolutely humble corpse grinder george fisher is and uh yeah man it's a <laughs> it's a good one i recommend it it's about three hours long so be prepared it's a long one. Oh, good lord jesus yeah the oppenheimer movie about fucking cannibal <laughs> corpse here okay all right let's move on to the eps we got a few interesting ones this week first up we got turnstile and bad bad not good called new heart designs these are reworks of existing turnstile songs, if I'm not mistaken. You right? are correct. Yeah. Um, very unexpected, but happily welcome. These three songs are fucking rad. Their styles mesh together surprisingly well to make what I would best describe as psychedelic indie jazz with like a loungy <laughs> flair to it. I really dug it. Mystery was my favorite of the three because it kept some of the heavier elements in there. Really dug it all, though. What did you think about it? John, how does this work so well? 
I'm not sure. Man. It, it it it's so interesting. It's such an odd pairing. When I saw this on my little Spotify notification, I was like, "This is Spotify fucked up." And then I clicked on it, and I was like, "Oh my god, they did not." <laughs> um, man, bad, bad, not good has like a way around guitar licks that are very much jazz, but it doesn't feel like jazz, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I thought this project was really neat. A lot of fun. Uh, short listen with just the three tracks, but mystery you're, you're correct is the best one of these reworks. Yeah, man. Uh, really good release. I, I too was like, what the fuck? When I saw the names. <laughs> I'll take it though. Um, got a new EP from Creep Season called You Know Exactly Who You Are. Are you a fan of this one? Yeah, so uh, I th- I'm pretty sure I threw this one on, right? I, th- I think I did. You I'll did. Look. Um, look, man, there's a ton of this style of music out there. But this one piqued my interest a little bit because of, like, there's some unusual song structures, which is not readily available in like the synthy indie world. Um, I really enjoyed this EP and kind of, and how the music, like every song kind of like drifts off and becomes something else before you've even noticed that the signatures are changing. Um, There's a tiny band from Finland. I have no clue how I found them, but I am glad that I did. I think this might be one of their first releases and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do next. We don't review a lot of like up and coming indie pop like this. So this was a fun one to check out. I thought it was pretty good too. I really liked that synth lead at the end of Sunlamp. It reminded yeah, me a lot man. of Giants in the Ocean by Sky Eats Airplane. Yeah, I thought the man. whole EP was good stuff though, man. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really did as well. And I'm I'm kind of glad I checked it out because I almost skipped it. I was I was almost like, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And then I hit play on Sunlamp and I was like, oh, oh, this is really good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Really, really great track. That was probably my favorite of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, All right, one more EP this week. It's from Earth, The Earth As We Know It, called Short Moments of Hyper Surreality. You you a fan of this one? (laughs) Pushing a lot of boundaries on this one, John. Uh, Super young band. (laughs) They're just having fun, I think, trying out like a wide variety of styles. And I think it all works for the most part. The weird vocals at times were a little, well, weird. But other than that, I really liked yeah. all of the experimentation on this one. I liked that there was this. They are not one thing. Uh, what they are, I don't know. But it is. It was definitely an interesting listen, and a uh, it, it was a welcome distraction from the from the just structured metal and uh, other music <laughs> that we get all the time. What did you think? It's it's an impressive debut, but stylistically, this one was a little bit too much for me. And I usually like these under the radar batshit crazy albums, but this one was a, a lot for my personal taste. Oh, but yeah, it's impressive a lot of nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, which which I dig. You said you don't know what to call it. Maybe I need to come back when we know what to call it, whatever it is. Uh, That's it, when I'll check it out. I mean, you you can't really call it deathcore with all those with all those cleans. You can't really call those cleans with all those weirdness. So it's it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting record to say the least. It is. You ready to move on to the albums? Yeah, man. We've got a few of them. We do. All right. First up, we got a new one from Carol G. Mañana Ser Bonito Bichota Season. Ten songs, 
30 minutes, all bops, no skips, great collabs, <laughs> including an all-timer with Kaliuchis, which is also my song of the week. This is what every pop album should aim to be. It showcases a variety of styles within the genre, while never straying too far from its core sound. She killed it with this one, man. I'm giving it an 8. My standout is obviously the track with Callie on it, but I dug the whole thing. What about you? You know, it's honestly like uh, Kettle G found the formula. She consistently puts out pop music that checks every box. It's catchy. It's well done. It's layered. It spans different styles. She deserves all the flowers that she's getting. Uh, Okie Doki is fun as hell. Uh, Kulona yeah. featuring Peso Pluma is great. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with Peso, but he recently played the arena over here in Palm Desert, and there was an incident. Um, some guy, oh, some guy apparently wanted to request a song and <laughs> jumped on stage and got just absolutely punted by a security guard, which is hilarious. They started yeah. calling him the Flying Cholo. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Um, Me uh, tengo que ir with Caliuchis. Uh, a baseline that just won't quit man and obviously the tiesto remix of provenza is fire man had a lot of fun with this one it's some, <laughs> i knew you were gonna dig that one it's uh it's somewhere between a six and a seven for me my standout is uh Kilona with uh with peso pluma you gotta bump those numbers up a six and a seven somewhere, on, somewhere there i hate that that's not a bad score shoot holes score. in this no i'm just joking that's a pretty <laughs> it's a, a good score, score. All right, let's talk about this new Jungle album, Volcano. As expected, it's an album full of soulful dance music meant to elicit joy, love, and happiness. There's nothing on this album that's meant to weigh you down. It brings you into its world, puts a light on the disco ball, and lets you loose. I love albums like that. I enjoyed the singles, but nothing was indicating that I'd enjoy it as much as I did. The tracks that I wasn't really feeling as singles fit much better within the context of the album, which is usually the case. But that's, I think that, like, I don't know. I feel like this one doesn't have an instant classic on it the same way that uh, Loving and Stereo did with Keep Moving. And so I had to approach it differently. Like, without a benchmark all-timer song like that and just a solid album from front to back to enjoy it definitely became one i would throw on in different stereos and now i'm enjoying this one and thinking it's as good if not better of an album than loving and stereo is maybe just without that crazy single uh everything on this one just flows though man uh yeah i don't know man i i would struggle to put any of these songs up against keep moving in terms of like singular greatness but like i said this one might be a better album in terms of cohesiveness and a vision from front to back even though i don't know if i like it more or less i just think it's as good when initially i don't know if i did everything on it flows man it's seamless more importantly it's a lot of fun i'm giving it a seven for now maybe a 7.5 my standout is i've been in love because channel trust vocals over jungle music just will work every time for me. Man. That that I will you? agree to. Um, Hit me I, with your thoughts. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you here, man. I uh, didn't like this one as much as I wanted to. Um, it honestly Fair. was a little bit of a trudge for me to get through. I'm really glad that you liked it. Um, and I and obviously I loved loving in stereo. And it's like, I I all of the vocals on this one are like an octave higher. 
and it's like pitched up and it was really odd to me and like i really wanted to like it i just really couldn't get into any of the vocals and it was honestly pretty distracting for me i thought uh, it was just going to be like maybe a couple of tracks but it just kind of stalked the album for me and rubbed me the wrong way a little bit man it's like I can it's, see that. it's like just lower than a chipmunk style vocal and it really didn't do it for me what i did love about this album though is the instrumentals obviously jungle has a way of i mean you could play this you could play this music in despacio all weekend and it would be it, it wouldn't be a change you know it's very disco it's very 70s meets new school which is which i've i've given jungle praise for uh even during this rollout um I just I just failed to stay engaged because the the every time I listened to it the vocals just just did something to me and I don't know maybe it was my ears or something um, I did go back and listen to Loving in Stereo and that still does it for me so I don't really know what else to say it's here. a great but album I yeah. will say uh, that I've been in love and Palm Trees are both fantastic tracks on this album uh, Channel Trace obviously brings the octaves uh, about fourteen points lower than the other vocals on this on this album so that's <laughs> Definitely going to be my standout. <laughs> As and, he tends um, to do. I, I'm, I'm going to give it a five for now. Maybe I'll revisit it Fair. when my ears are feeling a little uh, a little different. But if uh, if I if I loved the vocals, my score would be much higher. But I, 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 I just don't. I think the truth might be somewhere in between your score and mine, honestly. Um, yeah, I think it's a good album. It's not a great album by any means or their best by any means, but... I think it's it's definitely worth the listen. You know what it reminded me of, though, a little bit? The way I guess I feel about it is we had S.G. Lewis with Time, uh, with Times. And, God, that, yeah. that, that album had some absolute classics on it, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And then he put out uh, his album Audio from Lust. this year, Audio Lust. And uh, it... it it, it is, uh, I mean, objectively, it's fantastic music. It it's just very similar. The, the music's great, but the vocals on it are just a little off. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you there. And it just it just didn't do what Times did for me, and this album just didn't do what Loving in Stereo did for me, and that's okay. I'm not going to, I'm still going to go back to Living in Stereo, or Loving in Stereo, so. Yeah, dude, all of that can be true. For, for sure. sure. Uh, let's talk about an album by an artist we've been waiting on. So this is the debut Anima album from Anima. It's called Genesis. I'm anxiously awaiting your thoughts on this one, man. Hit me. Afterlife Recordings has been having quite the year, man, with yes. Tale of Us playing late night Coachella. They're doing headlining sets around the globe going viral, both Tale of Us and uh, one half of Tale of Us Anima. Uh, people talking very highly of the Tulum sets that uh, Afterlife did. Adriatic getting a circle set in Egypt. Uh, they're setting up an Afterlife party in uh, night at nighttime in downtown LA. And finally, this debut, man. And I think that this is the culmination of a lot of hard work for this record label um and this is exactly what i wanted to wanted wanted it to be man it's a collection of ids that i've heard from their live sets uh of those singles that we heard during the rollout for yep. this and a continuity of the progressive tech house sound that afterlife and anima specifically has create as curated 
Not a whole lot to say about this record that we didn't say about the singles, though. And the show's already, and and, and obviously we, we, we talked about it. So this will be brief. I liked this. I like this for what it is. It's progressive, melodic tech house that will be overplayed and out of trending in a year or so. And I think that that's perfectly fine. Uh, but this is most definitely a great late summer addition to the EDM we've gotten this year. I'm very happy yeah. it finally dropped. And I, I, I am a fan of this one. I'm going to give it uh, somewhere between a seven and an eight for me. Uh, I have two standouts. Uh, you know what? No, a- a- Angel One is my song of the week, uh, and it's also uh, it's oh, also oh, my shit. standout on this one. It it has this this darkness to it that is just whoa. I love the way you say that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this one, man? Dude, all right. Let's start with what I don't like about it. It's a little bit long. It's a little bit formulaic. There's more cohesion in terms of the overall sound of it than in terms of the sequencing. And I wish we would have gotten a few more tracks with actual verses on them because the ones we did get, like Samsara, Save Me, and Walking with a Ghost are incredible. True. But moving on to what I did like about the album, literally everything else. <laughs> like, you know I've been loving the singles for this one. Right. To come as no surprise that I ended up loving the album just as much. His music just has this, like, palpable electricity to it that I can't get enough of. I was worried it wouldn't live up, but he ended up delivering a strong album of the year contender for me. It's not at the top, but it's definitely in the conversation now. I'm going to give it like an 8, maybe an 8.5. My standouts are Eternity and Save Me. Nice. I really dug this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you did, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a really good album. Moving on to a new one from Emotional Oranges called Still Emo. I thought this one was good. It's exactly what we thought it would be. It's a bunch of songs that sound like... They'd be playing in club scenes and 90s movies. It's <laughs> R&B with a bounce to it. And the back and forth between A and V is only getting better with each release. I like that they found a middle ground in terms of how many features to put on a project. They went from all features two albums ago to no features one album ago to a smattering of them on this album. And they made the ones that they selected really count, especially the tack- track with Takei on it. I'm going to give this one a six overall. My standout is Be Somebody. How are you feeling about this project? Uh, you know, man, I had a lot of fun with this one this week. Um, I will say that we five-eighths of the album as singles. Um, yep. So I already knew what I, – I, honestly, I already knew what I felt about the album before before <laughs> listening to it as a whole. Uh, yep. The chemistry that these two have is just tight, man, and the mixing on this album has done so well. It, it really kept my attention uh, throughout. Um, specifically, I like I love the synth used on uh, Olympics. I think it sets the tone perfectly for that track. Um, I think that the singles all stand out here, and the album cuts are, are you know they're just as good. Just may, maybe not maybe not like maybe not quite as good. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're, they're right there though. Eight tracks, 25 minutes. It's kind of set up perfectly, man. Um, I, I I think that uh, I think that this is right up my alley of R&B. To be completely honest, good. With you. Um, good. Somewhere between a six and a seven for me. Justified though is just an absolute banger. Yeah, that one's great. Love the bounce to that one for sure. Moving on to the new album from Reason Porches. So, man, I I think it's a shame that TDE is at odds with Reason right now because he put out a great album that deserves to be properly promoted. Is it going to be anybody's album of the decade? Probably not, but I have a hard time 
seeing how anybody who likes lyrical rap would not enjoy this. His flow, his rhyme screams, they're all really good, and his beat selection works well with his style. I'm torn on the topic of features because I get why, as an artist, you want them on an album like this, but he's the best vocalist on every song he's on on this record. He can hold his own with the best of them, and even though he's going through stuff with his own management and label, the roster still showed out for him. We get some excellent verses from Sir, Ray Vaughn, Dochi, and more on here. And we get some absolute bangers like Caucasian Estates and Bussin'. We get some more introspective shit like we do on Call Me and Rich Mirages. I'll shift to my criticisms because I think Rich Mirages is a good point to do that. It's a good track, but it's like a watered-down version of Chicago Freestyle by Drake and Givian. And maybe that's on purpose since there's a direct interpolation of that song on the track. But things like that are what took away from my experience with this one while listening to it. I don't really have a ton of bad things to say about it, though. He's a talented rapper. I think this is a really good album. I'm going to give it a solid seven. My standouts are Caucasian Estates and Bussin. I think that his first verse on that one is insane. What did you end up thinking about this one? As a complete juxtaposition to the emotional oranges album we have reason coming in with a 56 minute 17 track album that i don't really think needed to be this long he has a lot to say though so I'll give absolutely that to him. not yeah um <laughs> could, could some of the tracks have been cut sure uh yes. would it have made the album better i i don't know um i think that he had a number of really good ideas but i i think the track placing is a little odd uh, for the album, uh, the lyrics are kind of all over the place, and I, I there's no real like with lyrical rap like this. I really love it when we get like cohesive three track runs, and I don't think that we got that on this record. Um, I'll agree. The the production though on this album is fantastic. Um, you know, besides the multiple sirens that he uses when you're driving, do not listen to send you to the afterlife. Um, look, man, I hear a lot of J. Cole influence on a lot of these tracks, and honestly, Dream Dreamville yep. should probably scoop this guy up, man. But gang shit is my standout, and I and I really hear some J. Cole on this one. Uh, look, man, I I, I think. Uh, from my understanding, and I did this research after I listened to the record, he didn't get the features that he wanted um, because TDE either wouldn't pay for them up front or, or something along those lines. I could be wrong yeah. here, but I, I, I think that I think that he had a vision for this album that couldn't properly be conveyed um, because of the drama that he's going through. And I think that that's honestly, it's a damn shame, man. Um, but I think Ray Vaughn's verse and Zakari's uh, portion of uh, that song he's on is, is are both really good. Um, I don't, I didn't know too much about reason, uh, to, to start off, but I, I honestly, I, I really only got through two listens of this album. We had a lot of music this yeah. week, but I, I really did enjoy it for what it is. I think I liked it more than I disliked it. So I'm going to give it a six right now. My standout is gang shit. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it's a good record. I'm definitely going to re to be revisiting it only because I, I don't think I gave it a fair chance kind of like how TDE did. <laughs> fair we'll wrap that one up there <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> uh all right man but we have plenty more to say just like this next <laughs> artist so we got no names new album sundial this one has been all over my timeline the past two days i know you're interested in talking about not just the album but what's going on around the album so please please give me your thoughts on this one <clears throat> 
So I think I'm actually very blessed to have gone into this without really knowing much about No Name. I think I've obviously heard the name. I think we've chatted about her a few times, but I've never dived into her discography. And I think that's honestly, a, I, I, th- I think it was really cool kind of going in blind and then hearing about all the crazy stuff that happened about it so yeah. uh here's a couple of things i really You've like never heard an album, album of hers before I, I, this not all the way through i don't think okay. unless we reviewed okay. one which i, I don't know we, we have, have. Not. no so here, here's some things i really like about this album the production and the beats man the flutes yep. the harps the strings the bass lines the little subtleties really do the instrumentals like massive justice um i love i really like her cadence she has a great flow when she gets really into it and she does quite a few times on this thing um she has a way of delivery that really just does it for me uh, I also really like the fact that it's not bloated with shit that doesn't need to be on here. It was this whole album. This whole thing is very purposeful. Um, here's a couple of things I don't like about this album. The word salad. While I love how she delivers her flows, the lyrics have a habit of kind of drifting into weird bars just to make the lyrical miracle spherical of the world rhyme. And there are like a lot of moments where it's cohesive and purposeful, but then the moments that stray are just to me kind of jarring. Um, obviously the blatant anti-Semitism on Jay's verse. Uh, she made some comments that she won't apologize for something she didn't write. And I guess that's fine, but she allowed it on her album. And I don't think that was cool of either of them. Um, that was, if, if I were to see them in person, I'd give them a thumbs down. Um, the controversy surrounding it kind of made it weird to enjoy because I actually really do like the music, um, but it made it kind of odd to like it after a lot of people are just shitting all over it. Uh, overall, musically, I enjoyed this album more than I didn't, but the moments I didn't enjoy, I really didn't enjoy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give sure. it a five. I think Oblivion is my standout. I think it's a great closer. I think Common does a great job on this track, and I think everybody's flow and the instrumentals, it all just kind of works and brings everything together. What did you think about this one, John? I, did, I didn't know you were a hater. That's interesting. <laughs> new every day. Um yeah, man, uh, I've been seeing all the same shit you have. None of it's really distracted me or changed how I felt about the actual album. I, I don't agree with any of that shit. I think what he says in his verse is terrible, and I don't co-sign it, even though his delivery is kind of fucking fire in that verse. Nobody's really talking no, about that. that no, that's fair. But um, All right, dude, she's still just as sharp and articulate as ever. Back like she never left with this signature brand of poetic wordplay. It's always not quite as breezy as it sounds over these instrumentals that she's just floating over. This is the opposite of a departure in terms of her sound. It's her doubling down on all the best parts of her previous projects musically. It's incisive bars over these breezy jazz infused boom bap beats. It's been five years, I think since her last project. So it's not a a big surprise that she has a lot to say on this one. She's openly criticizing Jay-Z, Beyonce, the NFL on namesake before aiming her lyrical weapon back at herself for a few bars or two for performing at Coachella after said she, after she after she said that she would not. But there's a little bit of like a hypocritical holier than thou vibe to some of this album and her whole persona in general that obviously doesn't sit right with me or a lot of people right now. She criticizes of all the people I just named and rightfully so. 
and even Pepper's fucking Obama, I think, on Hold Me Down. But she does. She's got Jay Electronica spitting fucking pro-Russia bars on the album and doesn't see the hypocrisy in any of this. But nobody's perfect, man. And I don't think No Name is trying to present herself as such. She's just as quick to make herself look in the mirror as she is to present her thoughts on others. And she's able to do so with one of the most effortless flows that I've ever heard in my life. It's a shame that she let some decisions get through with this. While I don't agree with all of her statements on the album or about the album, I still think the album's really good, man. I fuck with it. I'm giving it a 7.5. My standouts are Balloons and Namesake. I love the flow on Namesake. I love that flow. It's so, so catchy. Yeah, man. She, again, her flow, her flow does it for me, man. It's 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 an interesting album, and there's apparently this isn't the first album she's had controversies on. I mean, I, I after I wrote my review, I, I I heard that there was controversy and read a little bit, uh, like tried to you know read a little bit in order to understand what Jay's verse sure. was talking about because everybody was talking about it, and I was like, what the fuck does this mean? And so I looked into it, and yeah, um, but and then I just blocked her out so I could write my review uh, the yes. internet out rather and then went back to like kind of look her up and apparently she like changed an album cover or something like that She and she is not afraid to speak her mind and while uh, obviously I don't agree with everything that she says on this album I uh, agree with her right to use her art to say it so there's that I was gonna say if you want the music without the controversy you should go check out some of her older stuff but i didn't know there was some controversy surrounding her old stuff i think it was just an album art or something like that i'm not 100 percent. people got offended about it or or something i'm I'm, again i'm not i'm not 100 percent. the main thing i was disappointed about with this album is on her first two she has a collaboration with smino and saba on both and both of those are my two favorite songs of hers and on each of those albums and i was bummed that not just that there's no three-way collab on this album, but there's no Smino or Saba in general, because I think her style with theirs brings out something different entirely in her, and it's my favorite version of her. Interesting. I love. I like both Smino and Saba a lot, so those will probably yeah. be my favorites on her, yeah, on you her would, other albums. You would love also. them. One, I'm sure one of them is called Ace. It's literally about the Ace Hotel. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, stupid shit, but I, we'll have to check those out sometime. Yeah. All right, let's move on to this new one from Hail the Sun called Divine Inner Tension, man. Yo, this album kicks ass. It's hard to, like, even absorb <laughs> it because it's come on the same week as a few other album of the year contenders, but it holds its own in the, as the best of the week, you know? I looked forward to this one every single time I went through the playlist, and I didn't skip a single song on any of my listens through it. It's dense enough to discover new things on subsequent listens, but it's approachable enough to be singing along the choruses by the end of every song. All music is subjective, but music where screaming is involved is even more so. But the way they do it is exactly my taste to a T. I love the back and forth with the clean vocals and the screaming. I love the tone. I love the way they're able to go from these melodic sections to the heavier sections so seamlessly. They remind me a lot of like Sleeping with Sirens around 2010 in that regard. <laughs> I don't know if you consider this to be emo, post-hardcore, screamo, or whatever, but I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. I'm going to give it an 8. My standouts are Chunker and Maladapted. What are your thoughts on this one, buddy? Uh, I, I got to say, man, this album is fucking great. 
yes. these guys can get it, and they sure did on this record, man. I think I listened to it like five times just only because of how engaging it is. Like you said, I mean, it, it's it's one you look forward to when you're going through. Uh, the bass work on this album is fantastic, and I love it when post-hardcore punk or heavier music in general let their bassists uh, kind of shine like this, especially on Mind Reader. That the it, it, it really shines through on that track. Yeah. I, I wish they were just like a little bit more screamy, screamy. But other than that, man, this album hits every note I wanted it to. Sad and dramatically hyperbolic lyrics, mathy kind of post-hardcore riffs, a few neat breakdowns, a couple of solos. They killed it with this one, dude. I feel like they did a really good job of kind of blending eras of post-hardcore which is what i would call this i would consider this post-hardcore um there's like okay there's like fugazi style riffs there's like pierce the veil style riffs yeah i heard like a little bit of silverstein salt bait over the whole thing and it's just kind of wrapped in their own aura of angst tinged pop that like really sets them apart from their contemporaries this was everything i wanted it to be and i will most definitely be coming back to this one often this year uh this is an eight for sure my standout though Uh, was Tithe. Great song. Yes, sir. Fucking great song, man. Glad you dug this one as well, man. I sure Loved did. it. You introduced them to me not long ago, and here they are with a fucking album of the year contender. Good, good shit. Yep. All right, man. Let's cap this week off with this new Werewolves album, My Enemies Look and Sound Like Me. Talk to me about this one. Here's a little uh, blackened death metal to cap our week off here. I I think the blend of black metal and death metal can be very difficult to do well. Yet Werewolves, I think, does it with ease on this album. One minute I'm listening to death growls and double bass grooves, and the next I'm listening to Viking-style howls next to blast beats. They even got like a little bit of doom in there with Destroyer of Worlds. Uh, kind of a neat little mid-album break, even though it's still like heavy as gravity. It kind of slows everything down for a second. Yeah. Um, what I really love about this album are tracks like uh, my standout, which is I Hate, Therefore I Am, which is my standout on the album. <laughs> I think it blends black metal and death metal perfectly it got me fucking moving every time i listen to it um as a fan of the heavier music i'm gonna go ahead and give this one a seven uh i hate therefore i am is like i said my standout what did you think about this werewolves project it's a fucking ripper man we reviewed a few of these tracks as singles and all of them were pretty good the album falls in line with those it's 34 minutes with no filler and nothing but jams their technical prowess is ridiculous their timing and rhythm is just nuts the sludgy riffs the like panic inducing drum fills and the sick transitions like the one from i hate therefore i am into i knew nothing this album just has it all man it's it's working for me in a way that not a lot of death metal or black metal albums do it probably won't get me to listen to this type of metal more than I already do, but it'll be in my rotation for when I want to. I'm going to give it a seven as well. My standout is also I Hate Therefore I Am. Tight, man. It's the best song in the album. And Dude, that's it's really it's saying track. something because all of them are good. So Yes, very good. Really enjoyed this one. What are we, what are we listening to next week, John? All right. Join us next week as we will be breaking down new releases from Bearings, Mick Jenkins, Movements, Orbit Culture, and much, much more. Another pretty stacked lineup, if you ask me. Um, If you like the show, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. You can find us on Instagram and Reddit. 
Just search Brandon's Face Pod and make sure that you follow along with the playlist this podcast is based on. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace.